tell you about this crazy mom blogging world. I'm your host, Erica. I'm a mom of two, marketing expert, blogger behind Mumbreak, and lover of all things deep fried. I think that this world of mom blogging is a bit too cagey, so I am going to bring on guests for you who will answer all the tough questions and things that people don't usually talk about. I want to help take your blog to the next level by giving you the real information without beating around the bush. Okay, we have a very special guest here. We have Megan from The Blush Home, who is a fantastic DIY home style blogger who pretty much does it all. I am so impressed whenever I look at her feed. She is Instagram feed goals for me because it is always so, so beautiful. And I'm going to ask her today all about how she does it and get a little bit of behind the scenes of how she uh, puts her aesthetic together so wonderfully. So thank you, Megan, for coming. I really appreciate it. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Maybe before we jump into things, you can tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your family, your kids. And who are you? What do you do? (laughs) So I am Megan. I have um, the Blush Home on Instagram. I also actually have a home decor and DIY blog. Um, I have two kids. I live in Northern Alberta with my husband. We have a dog. Um, How old are your kiddos? So they're two and four. I have a four-year-old son and then my daughter's too. Yeah. So, so for those of you who don't know, Megan, I was trying to remember how long ago we started talking online. Um, we were in an Instagram oh pod, what, two years ago? Austin wasn't born. I wasn't pregnant. You just got yeah, pregnant. Yeah, my daughter. Was that when? Okay, yeah, then it was definitely longer than um, two years ago. It was a while ago. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I know. It's crazy, hey? I feel like we've known each other for so long. Never met in person, but... <laughs> and, like, we even have mutual friends. Like, your husband knows... Anyways... Long, long story short, it's just like it's very small world. And it's, I think it goes a lot to show you have a lot of followers and a lot of really great engagement on Instagram. But that's, I think, I'm not in pods anymore, but one of the pods I was in was with you. And it really shows a testament to the sort of power and the positive side of pods, if you will. Because it's yeah. been years and now you're here and we're here. Yeah, I know. That's so funny. Um, and honestly, it was more or less just like a friend pod. It was. Like it was such a great to have met all you ladies because we'd all just had babies or were pregnant and we're up, you know, late at night nursing and just to have that connection and we're all kind of in the same boat. It was really, uh, had that sense of community. I think at one point, most of us were like, we can't comment right now. We're too busy. I'm sorry, but just keep telling me about your lives. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was so Where some of the other ones are so much more transactional. I don't know, like your, my experience with pods anyways have been just that basically it's, it's so transactional and it's so much work. Is that, are the pods that you've been in more transactional or more like the friends pod that we were kind of part of? What's the norm for your experience? Honestly, they've all been more or less like the friends pod. Like I've never oh. been anywhere people are like straight to business or, um, you know, they get upset if maybe you're not catching up or you're not too involved. Like they've all been really, really nice. And honestly, I would say that most of the friends that I've made have been through pods like that. Yeah. And that's the thing, right? Like I've had one, I think where people started getting mad that people weren't commenting within, they're missing the window by like 20 minutes. I'm like, okay, I'm out of here. Yeah, <laughs> See you yeah. later. I don't have time for that. It's ridiculous. Yeah. We're moms. Who, who has time for that business? Exactly. Like it's not even, it's not even a thing. Oh, okay. So you are, you were one of the few, um, 
moms, mom bloggers in our pod at the time who was in the home decor space. And you have, mm-hmm. I've super admired how much you've grown and how, how much you've evolved your blog since we first started. So I wanted to talk to you about how you got from our like little pod startup, however many years ago, we can't remember because we've had four kids between the two of us, to now you're rocking this cohesive pod. You have this awesome new Lightroom filter. You are giving these super good tips. So maybe we can start off. How how did you get from where you were to where you are now? Oh my gosh, you were so kind. Thank you. <laughs> um, you know, I definitely share a lot of this on my Instagram because I think it's important for people to realize that um, like it does take work and if maybe you don't like how something is, you can change it. You know, like for example, my old Instagram handle was a dash of mum, M-U-M, yes. mum. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that. That yeah. seems so long ago. Yeah. And that's what my blog was as well. And I basically picked it. Um, like I've been blogging for a while and, um, never consistently. It's just, I just don't, it's not a priority to constantly have like three posts a week or whatever, but I've always really enjoyed it. It's just a hobby. And, um, I've totally cycled through lots of blog names cause I can never find something that really felt like authentic to me. Um, and that was the same with the dash of mom. I never really liked it. I don't like, I'm not a mommy blogger really. No. Um, I don't really share a lot about my kids, so it just didn't make any sense. Um, so I ended up switching it to the Blush Home, um, as well as my Instagram handle. And um, yeah, it just feels a little bit more like me, I guess. And what made you... I, I talked to so many people along the lines who think, oh my goodness, I have to pick something now and I have to stick with it for the rest of my life until I die. Yeah. Otherwise, it's the end of the world. I can't possibly change my name and you've done it. I know we've talked, I remember brainstorming with you at one point, what to call. You wanted to go, Meg, I don't know, Megan something was on the table. Yeah, just my name, but it was taken. Yeah, but like it was Megan something. I forget what you had. Anyways, it was some combination of it, but what, how much work was actually involved in switching your blog name over? Switching the blog is quite a bit more work because um like I do it all myself I didn't hire anybody I was like you know trying to teach myself like you know easy coding and stuff when I really don't know what I was doing but um yeah so you just have to like basically relink every post you've ever had and like kind of rebuild your blog essentially when you change the name over um but with your Instagram I hyped it up so much in my head I think at that point I had like maybe maybe 3000 followers and I was all stressed out about changing it because any you know tags that you have associated with your account I didn't think that they would be switched over but um it's literally it's not a big deal at all (laughs) so in hindsight super worth it yeah for sure if you feel like it doesn't represent you or your account or what you share or you just don't like it absolutely change it you know I think that um yeah I think it's important to feel like yourself and really enjoy you know, that's the whole point of Instagram or blogging, right? It should be something that you enjoy and that you, yeah, feel proud of or whatever, right? Yeah, you don't want to wake up every day hating what you're doing and yeah. not looking forward to <laughs> the grind, right? Yeah. So, um, okay, so DIY home decor space. It's, um, most people are talked to are in the general mummy blogging space, but you've niched down and you've niched down more of like a Scandinavian look as well. What, do you have any sort of broad tips to 
the DIY home decor bloggers out there, whether it's with taking pictures or setting up your lighting or setting up, keeping your space clean, anything that well, pops to um, mind? For the most part, I, I kind of like the idea of like casually curated, I guess. Um, you know, our house is for the most part, pretty put together just because I am a tidy person by nature. But I love in pictures when you have like little kids toys in the corner and your dogs, you know, doing something goofy in the background or, you know, you have a phone charger out like it's not, you know, I don't want to sit there and have to run around and completely stage a place. It's just not something that I would enjoy. It's not who I am. Um, So I do think that having that more natural kind of look to your photos is really nice. It doesn't feel like you're, you know, looking on somebody's feed and you're scrolling through like a magazine, you know, it's more real life. Um, and I think for photos, shooting in natural light is always um, like a, the best tip. Your, your photos will just look more real. You don't have to spend so much time editing them. And are you shooting at a certain time of day or are you just shooting when you have time? <laughs> which is the more realistic, um, practical answer. Yeah, when you have fun. <laughs> I think, that, um, like, with this house that I have now, we have such um, big windows on our main floor. And our main floor is, like, the kitchen, the dining room, the living room. Like, it's it's a very open concept house. So it doesn't really matter too much the time of day. It's mostly just, yeah, whenever I have time. But in our last house, um, so last year, we were living in this other house and it was a lot darker and we didn't have the big windows and I would definitely um, shoot photos for the most part when my kids were napping, which is perfect. Cause it was middle of the day, like one o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> so, yeah. Pretty much the only time any moms yeah. get anything done. Yeah. <laughs> and for pictures, are you taking your pictures with an iPhone or do you have a camera? What's, what's your preference? All I've ever used is my phone. So I have, um, I just recently upgraded to the Android S9, which is, you know, great. It's a little bit crisper photos. But honestly, before that, I had like a, I think it was an S6. So pretty old phone. And that's all I used for my blogging and my Instagram. I don't have anything fancy. (laughs) I definitely don't either. But it's nice to hear that you are on the more polished DIY home decor side of things are still just getting by with a phone and it looks so good. It's honestly editing the photos. It takes a very normal photo and, you know, editing it or applying a preset will just make it pop and give it that more polished look. Like it's, you know, one of my favorite parts is kind of the editing process. And so maybe we can talk a little bit about your process. So, and maybe even taking a few steps back from taking the picture or maybe scheduling the pictures or planning the pictures all the way through taking them and then editing them and then posting. What is that? Everyone has a very unique um, kind of set of steps that they do. What does your process look like? So um, let's say I'm taking some photos. I'll take a couple of, you know, the specific corner that I'm shooting or whatever And I I use Lightroom, which is a free editing app. And you don't need to have presets or filters in order to use Lightroom. You can just upload a photo into this app and adjust the lighting or whatever you want to do. Keep it really minimal. Um, But I will upload my photos into Lightroom. Um, I apply my presets. And for the most part, that's it. Then I save it and it's done. I don't, you know, I might crop it as well, but I don't spend a lot of time tweaking things. And then I just post it. It's very simple 
streamlined. I'm not spending too much time doing that. Are you doing any sort of batching or bulking? So, or bulking? Or, yes. So, so how does that process look like for you? Well, when I first started Instagram, I never did this. And I always wondered how everybody would have, you know, these pictures of their home or, you know, mommy bloggers of their kids. I'm like, what is going on? Just how does everybody take photos every single day? <laughs> you know, and apparently this is how they do it. And I think it's a lot more common now that Instagram's kind of evolved and grown so much. But you know, for example, yesterday, um, the kids, I just put down to bed. Um, I tidied up the kitchen. So I took about six photos of our kitchen and then that's just kind of it. And for the most part, I'll probably use maybe two of them. Um, and yeah, it just makes it easier. It takes the pressure off. And then especially if you're like a mommy blogger or a lifestyle blogger, then you can really focus on, you know, the now, as opposed to constantly trying to set up situations to take photos. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's stressful, right? Thinking if you put too much pressure on yourself, to think too far ahead. And so now at this point, if you're taking your six pictures and let's say you're using two, are you just from a logistics perspective, keeping those two pictures in Lightroom and exporting them when it comes time to post, or are you saving them in a special folder somewhere? How does that look for you? Are you using it, um, a scheduling tool? How does that look for you? So I will edit them in Lightroom, save them, and it goes automatically to just my little Lightroom folder, wherever any of those go. And then they just kind of live there until I decide I want to post, you know, a kitchen photo. Um, I usually don't keep things for too long. Like I, I will post them recently because um, I don't know what's the point of taking them if you're not going to post them and kind of share what your decor or, or kind of give inspiration for decor um, of what you have right now. So yeah, I, I prefer to post them sooner than later. Um, and then I will also sometimes use those in my blog as well. So just transfer them over to my laptop and go from there. And do you have a specific time of day that you prefer to post? Yes. Only because it's more convenient when my kids are, um, either again, napping. I usually post during my daughter's nap and my son has quiet time. Um, so again, in the afternoon, I actually haven't really followed the whole, um, when you check your insights and you can see the best time to post. I recently, like the other day, just looked at that and was like, oh, I guess there's, <laughs> there's specific times that do better than others. I mean, I didn't really think about that, but that's a really good idea if you're kind of wanting to maximize your engagement, I guess. But the same is for you. And I say the same thing. Like I know when it, the best time is to post, but during that time frame, I'm not available. So I just don't post at that time, right? Same kind of thing as you. You have a kid napping. You have one who's having quiet time. That's the time that works for you. And you, I mean, based on your engagement as well, it doesn't seem to be hurting you in any way because you've been doing quite well. Yeah. It's just not something that I've really thought about. Although I, I imagine it's, um, like when I took a peek at my insights, it, they're pretty broad. Like it's for the most of the daytime. You know, if I post at midnight, I don't think it's going to do that well. But if I post at 10 o'clock or three o'clock, it's pretty much the same across the board with that. So I guess it works out for me. <laughs> well, maybe that means you just have a more global audience as well, right? Like it's, it could, it's an international audience now with social media as well. So it's, who knows, maybe you have lots of people in like Europe. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> So in terms of your Instagram following, you are doing quite well for yourself. So how, how, what are a couple of things that you have done to grow your Instagram over the past few years? So honestly, up until, um, I would say January or February, I really was, I think I was still below 
10,000 followers. So it's just been recent that I've actually experienced any kind of growth like this. Um, and I start I actually shared this all in a blog post because I had a few people, well, actually quite a few DMs of people asking me, you know, what are you doing or how are you growing? And, you know, I always want to be really open and honest about that stuff and kind of share, you know, anything that I know, hopefully it will help. Um, so a few things that I did was um, I've started to be like really consistent with um, my feed and like keeping it cohesive. So again, using the filter and using that same one on every photo. So it all has a nice look to it. And it's just something that I enjoy. And I know that I really enjoy cohesive feeds as well when I'm scrolling. A big tip that I highly, highly recommend is using your hashtags. Um, so you get 30 hashtags to use on a post. And I think it's important to use every single one of them. Um, when I look at my insights on my photos, I like over half the people that even um, look at my account or see my, my pictures that I'm posting um, are from my hashtags. So that kind of, yeah, it's pretty big. Um, and another thing is what, like the type of hashtags that you're using. You know, if you're posting, um, like for me example, like a lot of, I don't post like tons of modern stuff, but let's say you're posting, you know, a very modern house. You shouldn't be hashtagging farmhouse decor because yes, you might get, you know, a lot of views, but nobody's going to want to follow um, like a modern house if their whole vibe is farmhouse, right? So it's not, there's not really a point. It's kind of like a wasted hashtag. Um, so really make sure. So how are you picking yours then? Um, I've kind of, oh, what I do is I have a list saved um, in my notes. So I just can copy and paste it. And every once in a while, I'll go through and delete some that um, I find myself not using or adding a few new ones that I've seen. So, you know, maybe take some time and look through very similar accounts or, you know, the niche that you're in and see what hashtags people are using, you know, and if they have over a million um, tags attached to it, I probably wouldn't recommend using that because your post will get lost in the shuffle because it's such a big hashtag being used. But um, yeah, you just kind of look through and see similar um, photos and what people are tagging and then you kind of work on building um, like a little hashtag list. And is, here's the big question. I know this is the hot debate between everybody. Hashtags in the comments or hashtags in the caption for you? I used to do it in the comments, so it didn't have that spammy look. Um, but quite a few months ago, I don't know if you heard about this, when there was like a big Instagram issue where they kind of changed a bunch of things with the algorithm, um, which obviously they do all the time. But um, one of the things people said is that your account can get flagged if it's in the comments because Instagram views that as spammy. So that was one of the things that I changed as I started putting them in my caption. And I, it's, it could have been a fluke. I don't really know, but I did notice um, a growth in engagement and views getting on my photos and stuff. So that's interesting. No, no, that's interesting. Yeah. I've always been one to put it in caption, honestly, primarily because it's one less thing to do is making the extra comment. Um, yeah. but that's really interesting to know that it lined up with your big growth, right? Cause, and so for those of you who don't know and haven't followed along on Megan's journey, it is May now. Um, so you're saying January, February, you started this growth. You're around on just under 10 K and now you're at 30. How many are you at now? Um, about 31, I would say 31. Yeah. So, so Megan has grown 20,000, over 20,000 people in, you know, let's say four months. So uh, it's interesting that one of the things you changed is where you put your captions. It's an easy change for mm -hmm. people. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, 
you know, and I also switched. There's a couple little things that I always hesitate, hesitated to do because I wasn't sure. You always hear that, um, you know, it'll slow down growth. But once I did these changes, like put my hashtags in the caption and I switched to a business account, um, which I never had before. And I was always worried it would kind of slow down on my account, but it didn't. I experienced more growth. So it's, it's hard to say, you know, but I definitely only experienced positive from doing that stuff. And in terms of um, contests, pods, that that sort of thing, have you found that those have been helpful over the last few months? As far as pods, I am in a few really small ones. Um, more, like I said, it's more of a friend kind of vibe. We give each other advice, or if we hear something new on Instagram, we'll share it and kind of discuss it. And then also um, drop a photo that say that you want some engagement on. However, I have not been participating in those Um really maybe in a, you know, every few weeks I'll add a photo, but I haven't found that it's been affecting my account really in a positive way per se. I still keep in touch and, you know, we'll message and stuff like that with a couple of the ladies, but I haven't really been, um, doing the whole engagement pod thing. So I'm not sure really if it's, it's hard to say how well it would work, you know? But that's, and that's interesting feedback as well, right? Because so many people I know who are just starting off in the blogging space feel like obligated or as if they're almost required mm-hmm. to be a part of the a pod to grow their blog and grow their following, but you've done it without them. So that's also very telling as well, because I mean, Instagram brands, audiences, like they understand what's real and what's not and what's authentic and what's isn't. So really it's, it's interesting to see the growth for someone who's not really using one in the traditional sense. Yeah. I think that it can kind of come down to that like authentic engagement, right? You know, if you are constantly only relying on pods, especially for sponsored posts or collaboration posts that you're doing, um, there's so much more pressure on yourself to have to hit all these different engagement groups or, you know, that kind of thing that people are doing. And if you don't do that, you know, are you going to have any authentic growth or is it only from the pods? Um, it's, it's kind of a weird, you know, and does that affect you, right? If you're only having forced engagement, it's Instagram kind of slowing down, showing your feed in an, an authentic way to different people, right? Like, I don't really know where they draw that line, but yeah, it's definitely something I would be a little bit concerned about, I think. So you yourself are a great example because we were talking offline a little bit about how you are one of the few DIY home decor bloggers who I feel as though balancing really well that authentic, genuine, um, you know, look, feel how you're portraying yourself online, but also with a very polished, very cohesive feed. Because uh, whereas very often you see a very polished and cohesive feed and you, you know, just think, oh, it's so fake. But with you, you balance it really, really well. So how, how are some of the, what are some of the things you do to stay authentic on Instagram in such a polished world and in such a polished niche that you're in? You know, that is something that is really important to me because um, I just, I know that I like a mix of, like, I like pretty spaces to look at, but I want real. I, you know, I want to see um, all that stuff in your posts and like, you know, a real caption that it, you're telling me about your life or a funny story or something to that effect. And same with Instagram stories. Like I want to see, I don't want to see polished all the time. You know, I don't particularly come to Instagram to look at magazine photo shoots. You know what I mean? So for me, um, 
I try to be as real as I can. And especially in my Instagram stories, I'm always sharing like ridiculous, you know, things or just chaos (laughs) of mom life. And um, it's always a goal of mine to, you know, remain with that kind of constant because it's just, it's important to me, I think. When you could tell that's just the person you are too, right? Um, we're like, you can tell just by both of our online presences that we're just naturally different people because (laughs) you showed us your butler pantry the other day and I was just blown away by how beautiful it was. And you made a funny little comment in one of your stories about how it was messy. And here I am thinking in my head, and you probably got a lot of flack about this in mess in stories after, but it is so polished and so beautiful. And it was honestly my end goal of what I would want, but that's, that's just who you are as a person. So that is being authentically you. I know it's ridiculous. It's totally ridiculous. I know that I am definitely somebody like I really enjoy organization and I know my pantry was clean because I did get some DMs where people are like, what? <laughs> like, that's your mess. And like, it's not messy. It's just that everything didn't have like a home. All of a sudden, like potatoes were here and there's Play-Doh and with potatoes and just like, you know what I mean? Like it wasn't, I like things to have a place and I like it to be easy for me to get. And that's just how I am. Like, no. And that's just how, you know. that's what I mean. That's part, I think that's probably why you balance your yeah. authentic and stylized feed so well, because you naturally, it's important to you to have places for things. And it's important to you to have, feel good about your space. Whereas I was thinking, Oh my gosh, does she only eat one box of cereal? No. <laughs> But it was so good. So how else are you managing to do that? Like some of the tips that you do in your stories, I find incredibly helpful. Some of your, you're even DIYing it and almost thrifting it from a perspective because a lot of your great finds are in the dollar store. I am a big believer that, you know, pretty things or um, like that kind of stuff doesn't have to cost a whole lot of money. I'm definitely a frugal person at heart. Um, You know, I love a good deal and I also like pretty things. So I like to combine that. Um, and I would say, you know, for me, how, how I kind of balance all that, like, I'm just, like I said, I'm an organized person at heart, you know, even when I was little, um, like in elementary school, like really quite young, I would be rearranging my room that I shared with my sister and organizing or toys or like my mom's Tupperware drawer, like, you know, amazing. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a label? Like, honestly. What's that? Do you have a label maker? Oh, you know that I do. (laughs) (laughs) It's uh, it's so funny because my husband on one of our very first like present worthy occasions got me a label maker like (laughs) 10, 12 years ago. And I was like, he's the one. (laughs) I'm like, I'm locking this down now. (laughs) What a ring on it. (laughs) Yeah, it was, oh yeah, it was great. No, but I, so I absolutely appreciate that. And Um, But it's cool because one of the things that I think you do, and I think you do really well too, is also like you did a video and this was a while ago, so I don't know why it stuck out of my mind, but you did a a story on how to put up uh, a fixture in the ceiling or something. And you showed that you were struggling, but you figured it out and it was a nice behind the scenes. Yeah. Yeah. I was hanging um, a plant in my entryway and um, yeah, I'm like scared of heights. So I was up on a ladder. So like five feet off the ground. <laughs> I was struggling. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, I always feel like those little things, you know, who cares? Like nobody's going to want 
to watch that or nobody would be interested in that. My sister always tells me that, you know, for her, for example, even something like how to hang up a shelf, you know, she doesn't really know the process. It's a simple thing, but, you know, not everybody knows that, you know, you can find the stud and the studs are X amount of inches apart. And, you know, these are the small steps, right? So I do think it's important to share that stuff because, you know, just because I think maybe somebody wouldn't be interested because it's, you know, like... I'm interested in that stuff, but I don't want to bore anybody. <laughs> but, you know, there is a lot of people that are interested in learning about those little, you know, DIY and little home decor things, right? And it, yeah, absolutely. Because it's so interesting. Some of the um, pieces that you have throughout your house, it's really cool to see how you got them there because I would be mm -hmm. horrified at the idea of just how, what the steps are needed to tackle that, right? Because you're right, exactly like your sister. I have no idea how to start hanging a plant from the ceiling. I don't know where to go. I don't know what to buy. I'm not scared of heights, but like I'm scared of all the steps yeah, that are leading totally up to it. I understand that because oh. honestly, like for me, everything is trial by error. Like my poor husband in our last house, I don't know how many holes we patch. And like <laughs> patching holes as many times as I've had to do it is definitely not my forte. I'm just not good at it. Like slap some coughing on there and I'm like, what, it's fine? He's like, no, it's not fine at all. There's a hole in wall. <laughs> so I've definitely learned, you know, like even something like I said, is something as simple as drilling, making sure you're drilling into, you know, studs. Like I didn't know that that was trial by error. It's such a simple thing, but unless you go out of your way to learn some of that stuff, like you don't know. Right. So yeah, I definitely enjoy the process, you know, and I definitely started without any knowledge of anything and just, yeah, like I said, trial by error or yeah. that's it, Right. Absolutely. <laughs> I want to take a quick minute to talk to you about the fresh 20. This is a meal planning system that I've been using with my family that has made things so much easier. Every Friday, I get a dinner meal plan in my account that tells me the five dinners that I'm going to be having that week, and it gives me my grocery list, how much the groceries will cost, what ingredients I can prep ahead of time, and then step-by-step -step instructions for the meals for each day. The thing I love about it so much is that every Sunday, I open my meals, take a look at my grocery list, and it literally takes me three minutes to order them on Instacart, and I schedule my grocery delivery for when nap time starts. When the groceries get here, I spend 20 to 30 minutes prepping the ingredients for the week, put them in glass containers in the fridge, and then when Monday rolls around, I basically just assemble the ingredients for the meals and cook the protein. I chose the paleo menu options, but you can choose between classic, vegetarian, gluten-free, dairy-free, or vegan. And you get meals for the week you don't need to think about that are easy, delicious, and quick to make. This is one of those hacks that saved me so much time in my week and is still feeding my family super healthy and delicious meals. So if you want to take a look at their options, you can head to mumbreak.ca slash thefresh20 to learn more because this is one of those hacks that will make life so much easier. What would you say to your fellow, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and call you a perfectionist because I feel like I am one. So I'm going to go ahead and I, I think you are. Yes. Maybe a little bit. Yeah, I definitely. Yeah. Okay. That. Yeah. So, and it's, it's not a bad thing because I lump myself into that as well. And what would you say to people out there who are just starting to blog, who are perfectionists, who are almost too scared to take the next step because they are worried that something has to be perceived as perfect online? Um, I think the biggest thing is just to cut yourself some slack um, <clears throat> because, you know, I definitely 
don't share things that are perfect. And I've really learned just to, um, yeah, just to not be so hard on yourself. Like, for example, like I was, you know, I mentioned earlier about in photos having like a phone charger showing, like, you know, it's, is it perfect? Is it magazine worthy? No, but like, you know, I'm not running a magazine. Like, I don't care if there's a phone charger showing. I usually don't notice it until last minute. And then I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'm not going to sit here on Photoshop, stuff like that out. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I don't have time for that, you know? <laughs> and um, one of my favorite Instagrammers, um, Nesting of Grace, always says that, you know, done is better than perfect. And I love that motto because, um, you know what I mean? Like it's done. It doesn't have to be perfect. It's better than it was before, right? And I think that's important to keep in mind when you're, um, yeah, blogging or sharing anything like that online. No, I totally agree. I think that's a great tip. And I mean, I, you look at your feed. I'm so I'm scan. I'm scrolling through her Megan's feed right now. So the blush home, if you haven't checked it out yet. And when you're going to get to her feed, you're going to see if you step back and take a look at things, a very beautiful, cohesive feed that fits. But then, like you were saying, if you break it down to the individual photo level, that's where it becomes your authentic life. Like one picture with your toddler and his colorful toys. Like there's a picture with the main focal point is a orange, green, and blue giant toy, right? Which is not something you would think of being aesthetically pleasing, but it works and you've done it so well. So do you have tips for people to how to organize this beautiful aesthetic and cohesive feed that you have really carefully curated over the last, man, when did you start curating your feed this way? It seems like a while, but it's been, it's beautiful. Yeah, it would probably have been, um, and thank you so much. That's a very nice compliment. Um, <clears throat> it feels like a while ago. I don't think it was that too long ago. It was when I first started, um, you know, creating presets and finding one that I liked. And then I, I was like, okay, I'm going to start making my feed feel more cohesive and all the photos. Um, I definitely plan my photos ahead of time. I don't use like a post planner where it posts automatically for me, but I, you know, what's the one that I use there? There's a whole bunch. I think there's like Planoly. Oh, mine's called preview. Mm -hmm. So it's called the preview app. And then you can kind of figure out which photos, you know, look good beside each other color wise or whatnot. Um, and I would say, for photos like that, a big thing is the editing. You know, I really, it's a very glaring orange. Um, it's like a little Thomas the Train <laughs> toy. That's the one you're talking about, right? So Yeah, you, and you don't even notice, notice it when you look at the feed as a whole, yeah. right? Like it fits in so yeah, well. Yeah, I've really reduced the orange. Like, you know, you kind of go in, like I said, Lightroom, and you can, you know, adjust the saturation of certain ones to help it blend so that I can share that kind of stuff and not have it be like so obnoxious. <laughs> I've, yeah, I've embraced the colors on my feed because I, uh, it's, it's tough at this, it's tough at a certain stage, right? So are you avoiding certain colors? Do you have certain themes of colors that you are aiming for? Or does it just happen to be that all your house is decorated in the same way? It happens to be that my house is decorated in the same way, I would say. Um, I definitely, cause I, you know, it would be different if I was maybe like a more of a lifestyle or a mommy blogger, cause then you have so many other you know, things, but mine is just home decor. So my house is just my house and that's the photos that I take. And, you know, I have a very neutral home. It's just my, uh, my decor style. So it all kind of looks that way. <laughs> color wise. 
Oh, it, it's beautiful, though. It works so well together. Well, thank you. <laughs> so in terms of, talk to me a little bit about Lightroom, because you have created this really beautiful preset, and you have been using presets for a while. So tell me a little bit about how your preset works and how it integrates into Lightroom. So I started creating presets for myself um, because I could not find one that I liked. And presets are very expensive. I don't know why people are charging so much money for these photo edits, but um, I had bought a couple that did not look how I thought they were going to look when I purchased them. And I was just feeling really, really frustrated by this because I wasn't um, enjoying posting photos you know, which sounds weird, but you know, you really do want it. That's the whole point of Instagram. If I don't enjoy it, then I'm not going to do it. So I just really wasn't posting. And I ended up working in um, Lightroom and created a preset that worked for my home that I loved, that was bright and glowy and kind of neutral. And that's what I started using on. Um, I'll just apply it to every one of my photos. And it's pretty much a one click edit. So I don't need to go in and adjust a whole bunch of settings or the brightness or anything like that. And, um, yeah, it's just one that I ended up really loving. <clears throat> is that, it, yeah. <laughs> no, it's, so your preset itself is beautiful. Um, and it's super cheap. Like you were saying, it's a $7. Yeah. Right. For, are you getting, what is included in that $7 preset? Is it a preset set? Is it, how does that work? So I didn't bundle them up um, because I wanted people to have the option to have just like, you know, maybe you don't want all, you know, because they're all very different. I have six in total and they are honestly, they're not like, they don't go together as a set. You know, they're very different looks to each one. And I wanted people, you know, maybe you don't want four different presets. You just want the one. So, you know, easy, $7. I really, you know, making it affordable was important to me. I think because I know how much of a pain it was for me to find an affordable preset, which is why I made one <laughs> for myself. And the only reason why I started selling is not originally why I made them. Um, I just enjoyed, you know, editing and that whole process and, you know, finding different looks. And I, I use a lot of them for my blog, but I would always get, you know, lots of DMs asking me about how I edited my photos. And like I said, I'm all about transparency. So I would try to give them as much information as I could about what I did, you know, the different settings that I used. Um, but it is obviously like it's impossible to try and unless you're to do some sort of tutorial for it. Um, but I put out some feelers if anybody would be interested in really affordable presets. And the response was actually really overwhelming in like a positive way, which I really was not expecting. So from there, I kind of moved forward and ended up releasing some of them. So the question to you then is which preset do you use on your own feed? Blushing. Yeah, that's the one that Blushing. I use on every photo. Um, I used to use um, So Fresh, which is a little bit of a cooler, more saturated one. But for the home that I'm in now, I just found it was a little bit too cool like than what I was wanting. But the one that I use is Blushing. And um, I definitely, um, you know, whenever people ask, I'll let them know. And yeah. And you know what, maybe to take a really quick step back, because I just sort of assumed everybody knew what a preset was. Because um, it, it's just once you find presets and you find a preset that you love, I find that it just makes things so much easier. And it's kind of earth Instagram shattering, if yeah. you will, because it's yeah. so quick and easy and it makes things so consistent. So can you do a really quick overview of what a preset is to you? What, did, what does it mean? What is it? Basically, a preset is um, a set of photo edits 
that you, you know, will apply to your photo. So you have your normal photo, you take a preset and it will turn your photo into how you want it to look. It'll make everything pop. If you want lots of reds, you know, you can have a preset that will make your photos have all the reds pop and, you know, you can kind of personalize them to however you want. But And so when people, let's go, they go buy your preset, it's $7. What then happens? What do they have to do to get their picture looking like blushing or so fresh? So you would go to my Etsy shop and let's say purchase the preset. Um, I don't have any of my files. Like I said, they're, um, you know, each preset is its kind of own listing. So nothing is zipped. You don't have to have any additional programs on your phone or laptop to unzip the files or to make them available. You just download it. Um, the file will pop up on your phone and import that into Lightroom. And then there's a few small steps. You just have to um, click like create a preset to so that your Lightroom knows that it's a preset. And then it'll be in your editing options. And then that's it. You can just click on it and it'll apply to your photos. So it's pretty easy. It sounds a little bit more complicated when you try and explain it, but it's actually very easy to get them, you know, working for you. It's yeah, it's, you know, it's that you're, it's that exactly right. What you're saying. It's that in between buying it and just setting it up, that's like a few steps. And then once you've done that, you're golden because you just import the pictures, click that preset, export it, and your picture is consistent. And then Perfect. I'm using air quotes right now. It's hard. No one can obviously see, but perfect. It's just, it's yeah. a more polished look in literally one tap. Exactly. You know, before this whole thing, um, like I used to use Visco all the time when I first started Instagram and none of my photos like look the same. And um, I would spend so much time like trying to brighten them, you know, try and do the contrast, maybe try and make them warmer. And then like, I don't like that. So you make them cooler. And like, it's just, it was a lot of time editing a photo. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like, <laughs> so I don't have time for this. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Having, you know, it easy and like literally just kind of one click and it's done. I mean, it's, you know, and having them how, you know, look how you, how you want them to look. It just makes a world of difference. It's really, it's fun to post and fun to take. So where can people find you? Where can people find your Lightroom preset? Um, how can they get this? Because even now that we're talking it, I have a preset that I love that I use, but I want to use yours. So how can people find it? Um, so I do have a link in my Instagram, in my bio for my Etsy shop. Um, and basically if you go onto Etsy into the search bar, and this is all one word, you just search the blush home presets and it should pop up. Um, yeah, if you were wanting to check that out, I also have, um, if you're wanting to look at some before and afters or kind of see how they look on different photos, if you go to my Instagram, the blush home, you'll be able to see, um, a highlight tab with like a million different before and afters and information and swipe ups. If you just want to swipe up from there to see, so it's pretty accessible. And if you have any questions, I'm always available you know, to answer anything or help you with anything. Perfect. And so where or can people find help. you on your journey as well? So the blush home on Instagram, you have a blog as well and Facebook. Um, I do have Facebook. I do have a Facebook page. I am not that, um, like current on it though, but you can definitely, no one, no one is Facebook is like, I can't stand Facebook. Yeah. Pieces. I've never been a big Facebooker, especially because I find that I can be more like way more creative and like 
you know, available on Instagram or my blog, I guess. So Facebook just took a real backseat. <laughs> I get that. Me too. Me too, for sure. Okay. So I just want to wrap things up and just say thank you so much for joining me today. I so admire what you're doing in that balancing act between being super authentically you as well as being um, so you, you give so um, much away, you give you tips, think? you give tricks, you give DIY hacks, um, but all in a way that is so aesthetically beautiful and cohesive. Yeah. So I'm really glad to have picked your brain today. Thank you for joining me. Yeah. Oh, good. I had a good time too. And if you want to uh, follow along on Megan's journey, where can, where can they find you? I would say um, if you swing by my Instagram page, the blush home, <clears throat> that's most, I would say that's where I'm most active. And um, if you're interested in any of the presets that I've talked about, I do have a presets highlight tab where you can find like a million before and afters or all kinds of information on that. And um, my Etsy link for my, my presets is in my bio as well. Um, and as always, if you have any questions, feel free to DM me. Or if you want to know how a photo is going to look, let me know and I can help you out. I'm super um, open and really available. So. Oh, I love the idea of being able to give you a picture just to sort of test it. Because everyone's house, like you said, your house yeah. is very different than other people's houses or lightings or styles. So that is such a cool option. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know why anybody wouldn't offer that. Like if somebody is going to pay you for something, you know, I want, I want to make sure that they're going to love it. Cause there's no point, you know, I, like I said, I've wasted money on presets. I'm like, I don't want anybody to ever have that feeling with mine, <laughs> you know? So if you're not sure, let me know and I'll show you how they're going to look like, absolutely. Oh, amazing. Well, thank you, Megan. Go visit her at the blush home on Instagram and check out her presets. It is absolutely a stunning curation of, um, so much beautiful stuff that you pulled <laughs> together. So thank you again. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, so that was my interview with Megan from The Blush Home. She is, like we talked about, an old Instagram pod friend who I've actually never met in real life, but we've been talking for years. And right after I got off this recording, I went right to her Etsy account and bought her blushing filter. And that's actually the one I've been using on my account for the last about month and a half now. So if you want to check out what it looks like, you can head to my account at mum.break. Now, here's the thing I want to tell you about today. I have decided officially that all Mom Blogging Unplugged users will get a special 10% off if you sign up for my course, Mom Blogging 101. So this course is designed specifically for moms to help you get from A to Z and all of the information you need to know about mom blogging, everything from how and what people do talking with brands, how people make money, how to set up your media kit, get your colors going, figuring out who your audience is, how to build your website. The idea is that if you are starting thinking about starting a blog or you've just started and realized that, hey, this is actually really hard, then you can go and sign up for Mum Blogging 101, which will kick you off in the right direction to give all the tools that you need. And it is designed specifically for busy moms, which means that they are all short audio sessions with a couple videos that you can't avoid. And they're all meant to be digested super easily and designed around your life. There's not even any prints, things you have to print off. It is all stuff that's done in the digital world because let's be real, you don't have time to print off a giant spreadsheet or PowerPoint and fill that out. So 
if you want to go to momblogging101.com and put in the code MOMBLOGGINGUNPLUGGED, you're going to get 10% off that course just for listening. If you have any questions, head to Instagram and go to at mom.break and I will answer any questions that you guys have. Fantastic. If you like this podcast, make sure to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. They come out almost every Tuesday if I don't miss a week. Have a great one, guys. Talk to you later. Thank <laughs> you.